Welcome. We are your hosts for Bitches Be Brave. This is Heather Hobbs. And this is Bev Steele. And together we are everyday working women trying to raise a family, succeed at our careers, stay fit and healthy, and still look hot. It's our hope to address the issues that we deal with every day and to bring you the knowledge and information from the top experts so that together we can truly thrive and experience wellness in all dimensions of life. And because we care, please remember the thoughts, comments, and advice of this podcast and our guests do not substitute medical advice and you should consult your doctor before starting any new program. And we'd love to hear from you. Please email us at bitchesbebrave at bitchesbebrave.com or visit our website, bitchesbebrave.com or Instagram at bitchesbebrave. Welcome back. It's episode 44. And today we talk with Liz Carlisle, who talks about motherhood unstressed. And you might not think there is such a thing. Yeah. How do you put those two words together, right? (laughs) Is it possible? Is it possible? I don't know. But I think that, you know, after talking with her today, that she definitely has some key tools and key tricks to getting closer to that and finding some sort of bliss in your life. Well, and it's like we've been talking about this year is we have to have the conversation and part of it's having the conversation and saying, hey, you got to take care of yourself. You know, there are ways to support all this craziness um, unless you're me and then (laughs) it's like way too crazy. Just kidding. I tell tell on myself during this episode. Stay tuned. (laughs) Well, we do. I mean, I think that's the thing. Even... Everyone else seems like they have it fully together, but even the people that do will admit that you know life is not perfect. But it's how you regroup, it's how you come back, it's how you tend to find balance when you're way off course and out of the flow. I agree. I mean, there are probably people that thought you and I had it together before we exposed all on this (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Now you all know that we don't. Yeah. Now I really think Liz does have it together, though. (laughs) She does, and you are gonna love it. Yeah. So So have a listen. She's got some great insight um, and some, I think you guys are going to love this episode. Here we go. Here we go. Welcome. We are here today with Liz Carlisle, who is a certified health coach from the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. She's the host of a top rated self-help podcast, and she speaks to audiences all over the country in person and on TV. She recently has launched her own line of CBD supplements, which she created with the specific intention of empowering men and women to take control over the stress and anxiety in their lives and to find a place of presence and calm. All of these pieces together have come to find her brand, Motherhood Unstressed, which is founded on the simple premise that life is meant to be rich with purpose, cherished with loved ones, and wholeheartedly enjoyed. I love that. Welcome, (laughs) Liz. We're so excited to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much. So great to be here, Heather and Bev. Awesome. So bring us back, and I'd love to just kind of hear your story and the evolution of what got you here today and doing the different things that you're doing. Yeah. So my journey began, truly began when I had my first son about eight years ago. And that initial wave of true hardship hit my life. You know, I was kind of cruising through my 20s, enjoying life, you know, working and gone to college. And then I had a son and it was like everything kind of came to a screeching halt. And, you know, I felt like I should have had everything 
under control. You know, everywhere you look, people were rocking motherhood and loving it, and I wasn't. Um, so I, it really came to kind of a rock bottom moment when I was bathing my son one night and he's looking up at me, smiling, everything should be wonderful. And I'm looking down at him and, and I start to cry because I'm just so overwhelmed and tired and scared. And it was in that moment that I heard my own mother's voice come through and, you know, she raised four children, so she knows a thing or two. And, and she said, you know, Liz, if I didn't get my run in for the day, I wasn't myself. I didn't, I wasn't me. And so I thought, oh. I haven't been taking care of myself. I haven't been journaling or meditating or, you know, doing anything for myself. You know, I've just been in survival mode, which I know is normal for a lot of women, but it was that turning point where I really made self-care the priority. And I really let go as much as I could of the mom guilt in that process. And then, you know, years went by, I was kind of thriving in motherhood and I was at work one day at my government job and mm -hmm. I, I started a blog and I wrote about, motherhood not being so great, not being so easy for me. And I was scared, honestly, to put that out there. But at the same time, I thought, you know, it's a, my little blog. Maybe my mom will read it. It felt good to write it. It was cathartic. And yeah. then I just kind of let it go. But the response I got back from that blog was life-changing. You know, so many women reached out. So many of my friends were like, hey, I'm going through this too. Thank you for writing this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And then I went, oh, okay, this is something, you know, I don't get this when I write something at work. <laughs> so, I mean, it was exciting. Um, and so I started to submit more blog posts to online magazines like Elephant Journal, Red Tricycle. They were picked up. That was encouraging. I thought, okay, I've got something. This is, this is some kind of momentum that is exciting to me and I want to keep it going. So that's when I enrolled at IIN, the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. And through hearing all these amazing lectures from doctors and functional medicine physicians and things like that. I, I was just such in a different place. I was all about health. I was all about growth and I was loving it. And so then I thought, well, you know, the blog was going, I was enjoying what I was learning. How could I scale it? What was the next step? And then that's when I came out with my podcast, yeah, Motherhood Unstressed. And since then it's just been on and rocking. You know, I was able to quit the government job. Thank goodness. I mean, it was fine, but it wasn't, it wasn't my purpose. It wasn't what I really love to do. The podcast is what I love to do. You know, having a product line is what I love to do. And just inspiring women each and every day to be more present, to design their lives the way they want them to be. And, you know, as women, especially, you know, you guys know we're pulled in a million different directions and expectations are insanely high on us. So what if we stop? And what if we said, no, that's not what I'm going to accept anymore and change it. I love it. I wish I would have found you years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's changing. The world is changing, I think. I'm not it the definitely only one. is. It definitely is. I was reading an article this morning about, you know, these open offices that um, companies are having to create collaboration and interaction and health and wellness and all of that. And it's actually causing employees not to work as much together because they are creating what's called a fourth wall. It's almost an imaginary mm -hmm. wall, even though. And I thought for a moment, that's kind of how motherhood for me was in the younger days when I was working and I dropped my kids off and I'd want to act like everything was just great when it really yeah. wasn't. So, you know, maybe don't get too close and it can be kind of lonely in those early years when you're just trying to figure it all out and you wonder why everybody else's house looks like Martha Stewart and you're mm -hmm. going home to a wreck and all of that. Yep. So talk a little bit about what you, you found and, and why that is and how you see a change in that area. 
Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. There is this expectation and maybe it's just self-imposed, but we, we want to look like we're, we're perfect or at least that we're doing really well, you know, especially if you're a driven, hardworking woman, which anyone listening to this, I'm sure that you are. Um, and so, yeah, to feel like you're failing, to feel like you're not doing good enough or being enough, that's scary. And that hits our egos on a deep personal level. Like, like it or not, we are competitive, you know, as women, like we just are. And that's kind of a driving force. So if you feel like you're not rocking it, you're going to at least save face and, and try and look like you are, but then you're, you're not living your truth and you're, and you're miserable in the process. You know, if you wake up every single day talking badly to yourself and feeling like you're not doing a good job, like what kind of life is that? You know, who, who would want to live that kind of life? So I think the wall, the veil is being pierced a little bit um, with more moms kind of showing real motherhood, you know, through their Insta stories and things like that. There's still a ton out there who are looking like Martha Stewart. And so it's just, it's kind of like who you want to look to, who do you want your models to be? I love Glennon Doyle Melton because she does keep it so real and, and she does show you know, the reality of relationships and marriage and, you know, mm -hmm. motherhood and how it shouldn't all be shiny and new because that's not real. Mm -hmm. You talked about how the lack of self-care, you know, was something that just was really kind of, I think it, it builds upon itself, right? And that when you made that shift that helped transform you, it helped free you up and helped you feel like you had that ability to go out and find your own purpose and your own passion. And, um, but that's, I mean, it's such a hard thing, I think, for moms, especially moms with young kids to do. And like, how do you find that time to take care of you when, you know, it's a, it's a little different as your kids start to get older and they go to school yeah. and you might have some ability to have some flexibility and time for that. But how have you helped other women? And you talked about, you know, the response that you've gotten to your blog and to your podcast. And um, what are you finding are some ways that you're helping women to let go of that stress and find time for them? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think so many women love hearing about self-care. It's a very like a raw, raw thing. Like, yes, I need this. I'm going to do this. And then they don't do it. Right. Mm -hmm. So the next step is to show them how they could actually do it. You know, get up 10, 15 minutes earlier than the rest of your household, sit your butt down on your yoga mat, do some stretches, drink a glass of lemon water and sit and breathe for five minutes, seven minutes. Just try it. And your mind's going to go in a million different directions and that's okay. And that's when you grab your journal and you write everything out. And that's, you know, that could be 15 minutes in the morning that you just took, you know, you stole for yourself, but then you go out throughout the rest of your day and you feel happiness and joy and bliss. And you have that sense of self-love and pride towards yourself. I mean, think about the way we speak to ourselves. If you really examine how you speak to yourself, it's atrocious for most of the people out there which I think a lot of people would be like, no, I don't. But really, if you really listen and you really get quiet, how are you speaking to yourself? Yeah. Oh, we're terrible on ourselves yeah. all the time. And I am too. Like I am yeah. too. That's why I'm, I am so passionate about it because it really wasn't until I started meditating 10 years ago where I really heard those thoughts. And, and then when you can kind of observe those thoughts as an outsider and realize that you don't have to believe those thoughts, you don't have to subscribe to that story you know, that you've been telling yourself since you were a little child, your life can really, really start to change. You can rewrite the script right there. Right, right. So let's peel that back a little bit. Where does that start? Do you think that self-talk starts when you know that you should be doing differently and you're choosing to ignore it? Uh, you don't know 
what you should be doing. I, and I just kind of think as you're talking that I can be on a good roll and I'm drinking my green tea and I'm, you know, really feeling great. But if I get off that, that's when I start the negative. Cause I'm like, yeah. oh, just come in. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think a lot of us are running on automatic programs and that stems deep from deep childhood. You know, how did our parents speak to us when we weren't doing exactly what we were supposed to be doing? And, you know, God love them. They were just trying to raise conscientious, good adults, you know, to function in society. But when you speak to a child and say, you know, what's the matter with you? Or what are you doing? That's not right. Or you're bad. Mm -hmm. We internalize that up until the age seven. The studies on this are fascinating. You know, how you speak to your child up until age seven is really just them recording and internalizing into the subconscious. So you really, 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 especially if, if you have young children, be mindful, be present of how you speak to them and how you direct their behavior. I mean, we all know kids are crazy. I have two boys, like it's hard. So by, you know, by being the mother, by meditating, by journaling, by getting yourself clear and you know present you're not gonna fire off and, and do some more negative programming on these kids and then they're gonna grow up you know relatively drama free and uh and not have that really negative self-talk that we're all trying to unravel you know into our 30s and 40s mm -hmm. so i love that you are passionate about meditation it's been a very recurrent topic that i think we've had with so many guests on this podcast. And it was something that at um, the beginning of the year, I, I started to try to really make a habit. Um, so for yourself, I mean, what does that look like? Is there a specific amount of time that you feel is needed to have it be changing, like life impacting <laughs> in your own life? I mean, it, it runs the gamut, like especially where I'm in, where I am in my cycle. I mean, that can affect things. Um, if I, if I can sit on the mat for a good 10 minutes, I feel like that changes my brain for the day. But if like things are going or I hit snooze too many times, which has definitely happened, if I can take four conscious breaths, so a deep breath in for four, hold for two, out breath for six. If I can do that four times in a row, that's beneficial. That activates the parasympathetic nervous system, which downregulates stress and fear and anger, all of the things that are located in the amygdala part of the brain and can grow your prefrontal cortex, which is empathy and compassion and, and better decision-making. I mean, it can make you smarter at work. Like mm -hmm. everyone should be doing this. Yeah. So where would one of our listeners that are listening say, gosh, that sounds great, but I've never meditated. I don't, I breathe, but I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Barely breathe. <laughs> so where would be a good place for them to start? I think if you're just starting out with meditating, you do want to find yourself in a quiet space. You do this enough, you could be in the back, in the back of an Uber meditating and be in a perfect state. Um, but, you know, be somewhere where you're comfortable. Hell, do it in bed when you first wake up in the morning. You know, you're already comfortable. It's quiet. It's dark. Just, just, just breathe. You know, you don't have to accomplish anything. You just have to get still. And when you get still, you will be amazed. I mean, of course your brain's going to be going here and there. You're going to have thoughts, but when you don't judge those thoughts and you just come back to your breath, I mean, it, it changes your, your vibration. It changes how you interact with other people, how you go into the world, the types of decisions that you make. I mean, it is life changing. So I'm curious too about your line, your CBD line of supplements and how that came about to be in your life. I know, um, for me personally, I had heard about it 
couple years ago and I, one of my sons suffers from Tourette's and he gets uh, neurological tics that come up and they always come up when there's stress. And so usually we see them arise right before school starts, the beginning of the school year. And I was really concerned about a year and a half ago when he was going to be starting high school and it was a brand new high school. And I was just thought, oh my gosh, because eighth grade was really bad ticks. And that summer I decided I'm going to try just pure CBD, no THC, but it was just pure CBD. And he did not get a new tick. And in fact, wow. the ones that he had went away. It was powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know now that I've done a lot more research, I mean, CBD can be all over the board. It's not really regulated. Oftentimes, you know, you can buy it on Amazon, but you don't really know what you're getting mm-hmm. necessarily. So um, when I when I saw this, I was just so intrigued and I'd love to hear how it came to be for you and, and kind of what that line looks like for you. Yeah. So I, I kind of tried CBD really early into the game. Um, through my Instagram, I work with a lot of different brands as an influencer and I'll just, you know, do shout outs and things like that. And this company sent me some CBD and this was when I was still working for the government. So I was like, can I even take this? I don't know. Um, <laughs> but I took it and I loved it. I, I love, I didn't even realize and, and, and I meditate and journal and all of that. I still didn't realize how high my exa- anxiety was at generally. So when I started taking CBD and my shoulders kind of relaxed and I would just kind of go through my day functioning like I needed to function without all the white noise of anxiety and, oh, I should do this. You just kind of, you kind of just get stuff done, you know, and you feel good. Um, I knew, I knew it was going to be big. Um, And I always had wanted a product. I I was looking into mushrooms with different adaptogens. I just hadn't really landed on one. And then I tried that and I was like, it's perfect. You know, motherhood unstressed. It's perfect. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So, um, I, I made sure that I was going to work with a, a manufacturer who sourced from organic farms grown in the USA. You know, the land had been organic before because we all know hemp really draws metals and toxins out of the soil. They actually use it for oil spills. I mean, it's that incredible. So you don't want to be purchasing that, you know, if it was on a mm-hmm. traditional farm before. So that's a really good question to ask. Um, and then we have all of our third party tests on the website because that's really important to me too. You know, transparency organic, a good product, you know, good extraction methods. That's really important too. Um, And I just, I love hearing the stories from the clients, like men and women. I get a lot of dads, uh, a lot of older people, people in their sixties who aren't producing enough endocannabinoids. They love CBD because they feel good. They feel young again because we need those cannabinoids in our body. And when you're older, you're not eating necessarily the best or working out like you used to you have a, a diminishing amount of cannabinoids and we need it. We absolutely need it. So is it a supplement you would take like a vitamin daily? Is it something that you mm-hmm. would take when you feel like you're getting stressed or? I personally, I take it every single day just to maintain homeostasis in my body. And for people who are just taking it you know, just starting out, I recommend taking a little bit more until your body reaches that. And then you can scale it back. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is, it is a daily supplementation and you don't need that much. You really don't. Yeah, I really think that it's important to talk about ways to support uh, those of us that have anxiety, stress, because there is an increase of, you know, I don't know, I just want to say women because women are men, but using other things because they are so stressed, like Xanax. I remember 
when my kids were just in elementary school and I was running a ton and a friend of mine said, wow, you're like my only friend that I have that isn't medicated. And I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And that's when I found out that there was a lot of Xanax out there and things that moms, that was my community at the time, were taking just so they could be. Function. Yeah, function and be not crazy when they had to you know, be with their children and that kind of thing. So that's why I think it's, it's interesting to find different ways through the meditation or the breath or if the CBD supplement that can help. Yeah. And again, like CBD has been marketed like crazy, you know, as a cure-all. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying it's another tool in your toolkit besides the meditation and yoga and running and, and really just that self-care aspect that, you know, why not? Why not try it? and see if it helps. Like I'm someone who, again, I was a runner. I am a runner. You know, I eat pretty healthy and it still was noticeable. It still impacted me in a, in a positive way. So yeah, it's amazing. Do you do any work with college aged kids? I know that that's, that's, there's a lot of focus on the stress mm-hmm. for kids. I have two in college. I have a freshman and a sophomore in college right now. And it's hard as a mom to see them going through these things that you know s- stress and that that all brings such a competitive environment absolutely yeah i actually just spoke at my alma mater the university of minnesota so ah. that was really fun it was just through a zoom webinar like a lunch and learn but it was so much fun um and and again you're right like we have college babysitters all the time and we're right near georgia tech so it's a very high ah. stress very competitive mm-hmm. school. And our sitter was over one night talking about, you know, this kid in her class had a nervous breakdown and is no longer coming to class. And, and you hear, and that wasn't that unusual for that to happen. And mm-hmm. I just, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I'm sure that happened when I was in school, but I don't remember hearing about it at the rates that we are now. So you're right. Mm-hmm. Anxiety and stress. And then you add in the social media aspect of everyone's looking wonderful and doing great things that compounds that effect and then you're dealing with some really serious issues. So yeah, it's it's a major issue and definitely something I'm going to be looking at more just because I'm a mom. And yeah, I mean, we're we're in Atlanta with a lot of college kids around us who, who need a healthier option. Yeah, and really anxiety. role modeling that for your kids before they hit college, you know, having those tools. Because I think, you know, I don't know that I taught my kids good you know, stress coping skills, <laughs> me yelling at them when I was stressed was probably not the best move, but <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, absolutely. I think too, I mean, you look at society today and with technology, I mean, there's, it's so different for kids today than what we ever grew up with. I mean, I was telling my son the story about college and he's like, did you even have a computer in college? I'm like, well, we did, but it was kind of like you had to go to the union and you had to, you know, I'm like, or I had one, but I didn't really have like great internet service. And so, um, I'm, I'm old, but, but it was, it's so different now, I think with all the social media and the technology and even like the food that we have is just so processed. There's everything is convenient. Everything is, um, just, you know, now made to be quick and thrown in a microwave. And I think that all adds up, right. When you're not Mm -hmm. eating proper nutrition, you're not getting good sleep because you're on your phone, um, or you're on your computer and you're constantly having this also comparison, right. And this Mm -hmm. goes to moms too. You're looking at, all the things that moms are doing and feeling terrible about yourself. Um, 
it just, it, it builds up. And I think it's such a different age now than what we were able to, to, you know, yeah. have in that, at that same time. I'm so glad that you mentioned food because that is something I'm insanely passionate about. I've had a lot of doctors on the show to talk about just the, the tremendous amount of chemicals and obviously glyphosate that is sprayed on everything in our foods and glyphosate is an antibiotic. So they say, well, it doesn't affect humans, but it does. So that disrupts your gut biome. How many kids now that you're hearing about have gut issues and you don't know why? And, it, and it's really, it's, it's devastating. And it's like, what do we do as a country except, you know, buy exclusively organic, but then no one's going home and cooking dinner. <laughs> so it's like, what are you going to do? Not on a carrot. But um, it's, it's, it's tough, you know, and, and again, it's, you know, as long as we know and we're talking about it, I think that that's a really great start because once you know, then you can make better choices and, and hopefully save yourself and save your family. Yeah. So I'm starting to feel a little stressed by this conversation because I'm, no! I'm, well, I'm just, I'm going to be very honest here. I, I thinking about my morning, I got up this morning, I went for a run. I felt really great about that. Then I grabbed my dogs. I took them for a walk. Sometimes they just get the backyard. Then I, mm -hmm. my daughter, I got up, I had a conference call. So I'm like, we got to go to work or I got to go to work. I have a conference call. I got to get you to work school early. So we went by Starbucks. No, that's bad. She gets in the car with a sugary drink and a sugary muffin. I'm like, oh, should have had a talk with her before she went in there. Get yeah. to school, forgot her lunch. So <laughs> <laughs> She's like, that's fine, mom. I'll just Postmates it. I have no idea what she, she uh, thought. <laughs> So I guess my point of this revealing all is that there's so much that we should be doing and like, where, where do we, how do we balance that where I'm now I'm feeling bad about myself. This is when the bad, the self-talk comes, right? Like, oh, I was a horrible mother yeah. today. So I guess where, as you're working with, you know, your clients, where do, where do they start? Because not every day is going to be perfect. And you know, in an ideal world, I would get up and I would meditate and then I'd go for a run and then I would fix a phenomenal breakfast and I, I, I'd fresh juice. <laughs> <laughs> like I know everything that I should be doing. So yeah, you help, know, help someone like myself that has all these balls in the air and wants to have the perfect world. But then when you can't, that's almost when you run away from it, right? I'm not going to do anything because mm -hmm. I can't do it. It's too much. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's when, you know, you're really a type A perfectionist is when it's, if it's too much, then you just say hell to, you know, tell them out. It. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but now, you know, for people who, who are feeling that way, the first thing that you need to do is to stop with the negative self-talk. Just stop. I mean, it's not going to change anything now. So let it go and be kind to yourself. Talk to yourself. I know this sounds funny and woo woo, but talk to yourself. Um, as five-year-old you, you know, how would you speak to her? What does she need? What, how, I mean, what kind of love does she need? You're giving love to your daughter, to everyone else, to work. What does she need, you know, and talk to her like that in this moment. And you, you went for a run this morning. That's amazing. You walk the dogs. That's amazing. That's and think about, <laughs> you know, touch on all of those positive things that you did do when you go to bed tonight and be like, Hey, you know, I did some really good things today. I'm proud of myself and mm. end the night on that rather than, oh, I'm such a, like, cause you know, at the, like, what's the point? Like, you're just beating yourself up. That's not going to help anything. And it just sets the ball rolling and mentally in a negative. So you're always going to go to the negative, you know, as a, as a pre-program anyway. So if you can right. switch it and the brain switches, however you direct it. So mm -hmm. focus more, um, focusing more on the positive will make you more positive as a person. Right. And then you make right. better choices. I mean, but how, I mean, we all, I had 
I was eating Halloween candy before this interview. Yeah. <laughs> and I, but I think that that it was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I think you make a good point though. It's like, you just don't throw it all up because really, you know, I have a great opportunity to balance her today, balance our family, right? Like, what are we going to do for dinner? We can do something that's really, you know, great and all the colors of the rainbow and yeah. not in a, box or whatever. So yeah, I think that it really goes to, you know, sometimes you're going to have to cut corners and, you know, you're gonna have to decide what's really important. Like what's right. the most important thing now? Unfortunately, it was my daughter's diet. <laughs> right. But really that's bad, one but day. That's yeah. one day. And, and you, did, you, you did self-care, Bev. So see, you got to care of yourself. It's all so. about her tonight. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Make a smoothie tonight. Oh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, by the way, her daughter is extremely crazy fit and active. So she'll I'm sure she is. Yeah. <laughs> My diet as a teenager was horrendous. I know. Right. And we, we made it out, but, yeah. um, no, yeah. I do, but I do think it's, um, I mean, that's the thing it, it's, it is all moderation too, and not to beat ourselves up. And then, but I do think that, you know, when you do look at caffeine and alcohol and processed foods and all those things, they do matter. Um, and they do have an effect on you and your, your mental clarity, your motivation, um, all of that. So I love to see that you were in line with that as well. Awesome. And sugar. Sugar is a big one. Yes. You know, it's sometimes huge. when you moderate all those other things that all of a sudden you're like, okay, well, I'm going to have sugar. That shouldn't be too bad, but yeah. Yeah. At so least I want to be smoking. Yes. <laughs> That's no, true. I'm just doing CBD. I don't <laughs> That's healthy. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. So I want to go back though, Liz, and talk about, you know, the work that you do too, to help people find their passion. So you talk about how you left your government job and you like, that's a huge move. And that's so scary. I mean, I know, I've been in a corporate world for well over 20 years and um, the idea of making that jump is such a scary one. And so how is it, like, how do you help empower others to do that? And how do you know when it's the right time? Yeah, that's a great question because I struggled for two years to make that decision. It's not like I decided one day, okay, I'm going to jump ship. No, 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 no. And, you know, I've got my 401k and government benefits and all of these beautiful little alluring you know, traps over here that, you know, I should have stayed if, you know, I wanted things to be safe and secure. Mm -hmm. But I knew in my heart, like I would literally stare out the window at my office and just dream about a different life. You know, I, mm -hmm. I would have that feeling every single day and then I would shake it off and be like, well, this is a responsible thing. You know, I'm a mother, you know, I need to, to be there. If anything happened to my husband, I need to have a backup plan. And so I just kind of shut that deep down um, until I couldn't anymore. Um, but it took launching a product line to where I knew I had a stable form of income to where I could make that leap, you know, still making a smart decision. You know, anyone that I counsel, you need to have a business plan. You need to have something in line. You need to know yourself. Can you work for yourself? Can you do this? Because most people can't, you know, they're not necessarily game for that. Uh, but if you are, and this is really something that you want, you will, you can do it. You know, you can, you can do this. And especially mothers who want, to spend more time with their children and want a different life than the patriarchal nine to five, it, you know, why not? Why not try something else? Be smart about it, but try it. Be brave. Right. Right. And I think that also, like you said, it took two years. So 
it doesn't have to be like, I know that I'm not in the place that I want to be now. I know I need to make a change and giving yourself the time to do it. Yeah. Um, I think that's where, you know, it's like, oh gosh, I wish I could do that, but I can't do that. You can, you might have, it might take you longer. Yeah. It might take you longer, but having that plan is super important. And having a plan is fun. It is freedom because every single day, it's like that movie Shawshank Redemption. You dribble a little more pebbles out onto the street. You're a little yes. bit closer to freedom. You've written a blog post or you've done something or you've, you've gotten one client in something that you're interested in. That's, that's a little step towards freedom. And that should be encouraging. It shouldn't, it shouldn't have to be overnight because that to me would be terrifying fine you know yeah <laughs> so a, a lead up to freedom i think is is a good move too it's encouraging yes i love that so did you ever have did you ever have regret in any way or or a questioning did i do the right thing after no. you did it no no I love it. no <laughs> <laughs> not one day and honestly the very next day i was flying to colorado springs to do my ted talk so it was like the universe was completely like okay this is what you want to do. Like, let's go. And I didn't slow down. I haven't slowed down after that. So that to me just reinforces that this was the right move. Thank God. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. I love Can it. Can you tell us a little bit about your TED talk? How yeah, did you so feel just before you went out on stage? <laughs> oh, um, did you take a CBD? No, <laughs> I took a lot. I took a lot that morning. <laughs> I was like, I hope I'm not taking too much and I fall asleep. Right. No, no chance of that. It was electric. You know, you're, you're behind, you're behind the curtain on stage. You can hear the audience, you know, the, the host is doing all the introductions and the warm up, And it's just, it's one of those feelings that I can't, I can't ever do over again. It was just magic. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. If, if the, I'm sure that the fact that the timing of all of that was your sign. I mean, mm-hmm. we talked a little bit before we got on air about when things are getting tough and you get a sign. Oh, that's a big one. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> talk, yeah. That's yeah. great. And I think when you just kind of like relax into that and you start seeing all the miracles in your life, all the connections, you meet the right people, you get invited to certain things, but then you meet this person of, about something that you were just talking about with a friend. I mean, that to me happens all the time. Mm-hmm. So now I'm just like, oh, here we go again. But I still notice it and show gratitude towards that. Yeah. But it's like when you really relax into that, like, life just is just full of surprises in the best possible way. Absolutely. I love it. And that is, it's such a good reminder because I think that, you know, I was very, um, I was, I was very deliberate about my meditation at the beginning of the year and kind of attracting good energy. And I think when you are very intentional about what your goals are, you start to do that. You start to attract, right? What it is that you want. I so believe in that. I, I so believe that to be true, but it's also just as, easy to fall quickly out of that and fall back in your rut of just negativity and stress and anxiety. And so I I love that reminder because I, you know, I think we've all been in those situations where we were on a roll Mm -hmm. and we were feeling good and the good just kept coming. Um, But to to be able to pick yourself up and make that back into a habit and a practice um, when you're feeling like you're stuck in the swell of anxiety and stress. Yeah. That getting back in the flow is a beautiful, beautiful thing. The good thing is like, once you're in flow, you know, when you're not, and it's like everything, everything feels heavy. Work feels hard. You just feel angry at your husband. Like, you you know, when you're not in flow. So it's like recognizing that, like showing yourself that grace and then just gently, gently moving back into a state of gratitude and positivity. Gratitude is the easiest way 
to do it yeah. because life is hard. Stuff happens. Um, bad things happen. Um, but if you can end the day and begin the day with gratitude, you'll be good. You'll be good. I love that. I love that. So Liz, could you tell our guests where they could find you and how they can find out about your podcast and your CBD line and your TED talk and all the great things that you do? All the things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so my website is motherhoodunstressed.com or Instagram is another great way to get a hold of me, motherhoodunstressed. Okay, great. Um, and Liz, we always ask our guests, what does it mean to you to be brave? Yeah, I love this question. Um, I think I've been thinking about this to me, to be brave means to be fully in alignment with who you are and, and who that person is first knowing who that person is. So many people don't even know who they are. So to really get quiet again, going back to meditation, come to, come to meet yourself maybe for the first time. And then when you do speak to that person with absolute love, 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 Speak to yourself, speak to five-year-old you one morning, especially early in the morning and cry because maybe that person hasn't been receiving the love and attention that they need. Do that and you're healing. You're healing generations, really. Yeah, I think just that exercise, maybe even looking at a picture of yourself when you're five and having that talk, that you, it has to be brave to even do that, but Wow. Yeah. What your heart, your heart expands. And I actually have a picture of myself in my bathroom of like three, four or five year old me. And I look at it every morning and I do that. When you oh. said that. Yeah. yeah I'm going to do that. Yeah. I love that. Although my kids say that my five-year-old picture looks like a fat picture of my youngest daughter. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all another therapy. It's not for them. <laughs> I have three daughters. You have two sons. My daughter. Oh, let me know oh, how it is. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I would love a daughter. I know. <laughs> it's fun. I have two boys as well. So it is, oh. it is a whole, it is a whole different world. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much. It's been great talking to you. This is it. fabulous. Thank well, you nice so much, you guys. Thank you so much, Liz. Best of luck to you. We hope to chat again soon. Thank Absolutely. you. Thanks. Bye-bye.